<laughs> I not I don't know that I can do that retroactively. Oh no. So frustrated. I'm pretty sure that I turned on. I I think maybe you're saying that because I wasn't slow mo turned on on the last one. I hope. Is that maybe what that was for? Um, who said that? Lolly. Lolly, you would be so much easier to spot if you had a blue wrench next to you. I'm just seeing. We have. I believe we have. Hi guys. Hello to the people who, uh, I'm a mess. You know what I did? It's so funny that I'm speaking to you, Lolly, because if anybody in here does um, YouTube live streams, I don't know if you are familiar or maybe it's just me, but like their control room is so confusing. And I'm going to make this other one private where people are hanging out. Y'all need to get out of that room and get into the room. I'm not telling you again. Okay, so I closed down that other one. There's like, okay, so there's this like whole control room thing. And there's one way to do it and there's another way to do it. And that other one way, I don't even, it like it doesn't work. And every time I go into that other way, it just tries to show me <laughs> the settings for the stream I did with Lolly. Hey, no name. Uh, the stream I did with Lolly where uh, she read my tarot cards. You're doing, going to make a video about it, which I doubt the tea is cold. Can you summarize your thoughts on the Gabby Hanna escape the night drama? Maybe, maybe we can talk about it. Goodness, that's that's such cold tea. Does anybody really care about that anymore? I mean, I know, I know I'm still watching videos about it, so maybe. Hi. I don't, I, I feel, ugh. Like there are probably more people over in the other room, huh? Maybe, maybe not. Um, we'll give people some time to enter. Hi. The tarot stream was so long ago, Kane. It was uh, definitely before I moved. Ah, that's me. That's my fault. That was my bad. Cables. <laughs> Why do we still use them? Also, now you see my obnoxious basket in my closet. I don't like it. Don't like it. There we go. Uh, to be quite honest, after doing, doing a previous video, I think that was the end of it for me. Yeah, I think we heard every. Um, Gabby is the nightmare. Can I take a moment to talk about this dress? Because, <laughs> well, let's let's talk. About, oh my god, I didn't realize I was giving you guys just a little bit of booby too. Um, sorry if there are any uh, children out there. I, I if if so, I'm talking about my um, earrings. So. Uh, Lutz said, Lutz said, I would love to know how to pronounce your name. You're awesome. I love your content. Thank you so much. Please talk about the dress, Kane. I love you. Um, so full, I can't talk about the dress before talking about like, let's acknowledge, I don't know how many of you guys, there's only 108 of us here. I don't know how many of you guys keep track of what goes on around me on Twitter. Um, and Lucy, ah, I love that. Ugh. Jealous. I love that name. That's such a good name. Um, you just arrived. Oh, I, I, you almost, Max, you almost made me drink my water, but you made a mistake. <laughs> if you figure it out, then I'll drink my water. Um, chaos. I see one of my sneakers is about to fall off my um, shelf, and it makes me really nervous. I need to put a pin in a few things because there are a few things that I want to tell you guys. One, 
there's this whole conversation on Twitter um, where like people, of course, love to talk about diagnoses. That's like the thing right now, right? Um, and it's not just talking about diagnoses, but it's almost like your diagnoses are a, I'm sorry, I'm just jump, jumping right into this because there's all kinds of Twitter drama and I'm not even talking about the Twitter drama yet, but it's almost like your diagnoses are a qualifier for whether or not you can speak on, on matters, right? Um, I did make an apology for some things that I said. I absolutely did not mean them in some of the ways that they can, some, that I said anything offensive. I, I should have said it better. Um, I'm all over the place, but it's funny because it's not funny. It's, it's funny. I mean, it's interesting, but, um, people talk a lot about their diagnoses as kind of a qualifier for being able to be a part of a conversation. Eh, one, two, three. Hey, I am the person who sent the email about you fighting so hard for abuse victim. <laughs> you gonna make me cry again. I wanted to put out there here too. So you get it in your head that what you're doing here is ultimately good. Even when you can't see it. I think you guys sometimes are like, just like Naley said that one time, I'm going to, um, I, I really appreciate that. That makes me feel really good. Thank you so much for that. Um, it's just the thing about diagnoses is that Oftentimes I will, um, especially in these things with you guys and really you, in my regular videos that I'm, that I record, of course, those are edited. So you only see it so much, the tangents and the disjointedness and all of that, that you're going to be a piece. Sorry to anybody who's watching this in the playback and is wondering when the hell are we going to get to the point? We don't necessarily get to the point here. Um, and one of my plants looks like it's dying. Shit. Got to take a look at those leaves. That said, um, I, I make jokes sometimes during these live streams because I get really super easily distracted. Um, and I have wondered before about whether I may have ADD. I don't believe I have ADHD. Um, I don't think that I have like the hyperactive component um, I do have a serious, seriously difficult, no, I, I don't so much have a difficult time focusing. I definitely have a really hard time reading. So sometimes I've wondered too, if it's, um, if I have like a learning disability or I know that they're calling like reading disorders or whatever now, but, um, I've always wondered about that. Um, to the point that it makes me really sad that I didn't get assessed as a kid. Um, and part of that is just for like selfish silly competitive reasons like um taking a look at my SAT score my 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 SAT score is good but that's because my reading my English score was okay was decent and my math score was really high and so it's one of those things where I'm like if I had gotten assessed would I have been able to get accommodations and even one of my online friends in this community um, that has dyslexia that I was really close to for a time talked to me and they were like, well, some of the things you're saying sound like you have it. So I don't know what the deal is with my brain. Um, so that's why sometimes I'm like, I just get distracted, guys. It's not, I'm not Gabby. I don't have ADHD. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I don't think any of us completely knows what all is going on in our brains that is diagnosable. And even then 
most of these things exist on some sort of spectrum, right? So I've said that since I was like 18. I remember being a teenager and being like, I think we're all just like a different levels of all these different things. And I still believe that. So uh, yeah, I was just saying that because I was like, things happen where I'm like, I'm trying to talk to you guys. And it's very important that I like stay focused on you guys. And then I go, oh God, I have a sneaker that looks like it's going to fall off the shelf. It's not. And even if it does, who cares? But it's like, oh, that's distracting me now. Or like just shit like that. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I'm laggy. ADHD, you do get distracted. ADHD is all encompassing hyperactive or not. Um, <sighs> so, um, so I think we're all neurodivergent or usually neurodivergent in my experience. Yeah, I, I don't want to get too into it unless you guys want to talk about it. But there has been some Twitter drama that I wasn't even aware was going on until like I was already maxed out on just real life stress. I should be happy. I got my driver's license yesterday, you guys. For the first time since 2008. And that I have to say is the reason I lost it in 2008 was a very terrible reason. It was a very terrible thing that I did. Um in the height at the height of my alcoholism, you can guess. Um, but the reason I got it back, I think, is due to my sobriety because it's been long enough since then, and I have almost nine years sober at this point. And so, um, that, that bad thing was wiped from my record, and now I have a license and I have a car that right now is on loan for my mom, but I'm gonna be buying it, and I'm freaking mobile these days. <laughs> Thank you guys who are congratulating me. Um, and I really wish that I could have been excited about that. I, I, I did mention on Twitter that I'm, I've been going through some stuff that I'm not ready to talk about. Um, I really have only talked to my mom and my friend Tim about. Um, so I got my license. Then, like, instead of just, like, taking the day off and being able to enjoy and be like, I'm going to drive us around now. Instead, I was like, okay, let me pick us up some lunch, whatever you want. My friend's name is Tim. Whatever you want, Tim, tell me what you want. He wanted burritos. Well, let's go get some burritos, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to drop you off at home. I can't eat with you, but I'm going to meet up with you at Trivia, whatever. So, because I had to get to a meeting. So, I uh, was still, I was running late. I was like, I'm not going to make it to this meeting. And then I was like, the only way that I'm going to make it even remotely not too late for this meeting is if I find parking out in front of my apartment, which does not exist. If I, I can't, I need to do a better job of like not giving away things that might dox me. But there are reasons that like already I live in a busy city. Um, you guys know at least enough that I live in a busy part of a busy city because I, I always move to busy parts of busy cities. But um, so parking is hard enough, like difficult, impossible enough to find. But there are other reasons right now that are going on with the city that make it even more impossible to find parking. So I have a parking garage that's like, you know, like a five, 10 minute walk away. So I was like, either I'm going to be like 30 minutes late to this meeting, or I'm going to be like five minutes late to this meeting. And if I'm five minutes late to this meeting, that means that, that by some act of God, I got a parking space <laughs> in front of my apartment. And so I was like, I, I was like, do I go straight to the parking garage or do I go try to check by my apartment? I went and checked by my apartment and holy shit, somebody was pulling out of a spot right in front of my apartment. And this was my first opportunity, at least since 
the early 2000s. This was my first opportunity to do a proper parallel park when I had just been like, that was the most, the part I was most nervous about on the test. And it was one of those where they like, they give you two, uh, you can try twice. And like the first time I like, I got my car in to the spot, but I was like halfway in and halfway out. And I was like, I'm going to need that second try. And then I did it on the second try. Um, but this time I was like, okay, Alicia, now's your time to shine. It's 2.02 and your, your meeting was at two o'clock. Let's hurry up and get in here. And I like, I did it. I scooted in. I, I followed the formula. I got in there, parked perfectly um, and got in, made it to my uh, meeting in time. They were having some issues um, with Zoom anyway. So that's all to say that I made it to my meeting. But then this meeting that usually runs like 35 minutes, they decided to run it for like an hour. Meanwhile, my lunch is getting cold. I'm like, I really just want to eat my burrito. Um, then a little after three o'clock is finally when I got to like breathe. I got to go to the bathroom finally. Then I got to sit down and like reheat my food. And that's when I got on the internet for the first time since the night prior, really. Um, and even the night prior, some of you guys heard me say this, but like if you saw all I was doing was watching Nick DiRamio videos and like uploading clips to Twitter. I was... Like I said, things have not been going great, but I just wanted to spend some time just like relaxing, watching his videos and playing like one of my little games on my phone. And that's all I did that night. So that was what, two nights ago? Um, I was not plugged into the internet at all. Was not really, I don't think I was talking in Discord. Um, I definitely wasn't engaging on Twitter. And sometimes I do get disconnected from Twitter and don't know what all's going on. And then I'll like, jump into the conversation or like walk into a room or um, when I say walk into a room, like, I mean, like entering Twitter or entering my discord server and people will be like, Oh my God, did you know about this thing? Or even worse, sometimes I'll walk into a room, quote SNL and people are like, no, you can't say that because the, my side of the internet is all talking about something very serious going on that I don't know about yet. And so I'm like, shit, what did I do? So we know that that happened um, not too long ago when I was quoting Bobby Moynihan and um, a certain um, trash bag uh, that rhymes with Dirtus Depore was tweeting and people were like, why would you say something like that, Alicia? I was like, I did, it was just a quote. So um, <sighs> let me just catch my breath and make sure I'm not missing any super chats because I just have not been looking at my computer. I've been looking all over the place. Um, you never don't do something, it seems. What does that mean? Um, so yeah, I, it was really after three o'clock and, and you guys know, you guys know that. And, and my patrons really know. And then the longtime patrons and my mods really, really know that like, I am pretty much maxed out on activities all day, every day. Um, you know, dealing with having essentially two full-time jobs and, uh, and a relationship and just all the things that I want to do. Um, and <laughs> thank you to you guys who are being sweet to me. Um, and so, yeah, by the time I was able to actually just hop on Twitter and just be like, what's happening out there already, I had all these people that are like, Jen Dent this and Jen Dent and like, I'm like, oh my God, what's something's going on with Jen and people, and people were like, you need to say something. What do you have to say about Jen? And 
to you, to any of you guys who are just my followers, who, who are just like, Hey, have you heard what Jen said? Like, what do you think? Not upset with you at all, please. I know one, one of my, uh, one of my patrons reached out to me and they were like, I'm so sorry. I was one of those people. I'm not mad at you. Not by any means. Like what, how would you know to know that I was maxed out and that I was flooded and busy? There's no way you would know, but it got to the point where, it, but then on top of that, there was also this rumor going around that Hello Leash is ableist against aut autistic people. And I was like, oh God, where did that come from? And so I'm like, okay, um, somebody, and then I found out somebody put out a video talking about this. And then I'm talking to my patrons and I'm trying to assess like how serious of a situation this is. And some patrons are being like really like nice and supportive and being like, it's really not that serious. Like people aren't really talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, but if it's substantial at all, or if it's valid at all, I want to know. Um, so then I had a couple of people talking to me in DMS about where like these criticisms were valid so that I could get a handle on like what I'd done wrong. Um, and so whatever time I had available to devote to the internet, I was spending on those conversations and trying to understand that. And then, and that was why I had to cancel BAP because if you consider, like I start to, I kind of start to get ready for these things like four o'clock, no later. So you're telling me that between three, after three o'clock, I learned that there's all kinds of shit storms going on online and I have to address them. Oh God. So I was like, I can't do BAP because even if I could bring myself together to start this thing, then I, I'm just not in the headspace where I would be able to enjoy it. And like, this is something that we're supposed to enjoy. And, um, I considered getting on even to address those things. And that's, this is all to tell you guys that if you want to talk about any of those things, I am, I said this online in a snippy bitchy way to somebody and I mean it. I am not afraid. I do not shy away from difficult conversations. And in fact, I probably am a little too attracted to difficult conversations. So if we want to talk about it, we can talk about it. You guys can ask me whatever. Um, but I just, I was too, I think emotional at the time and, and overwhelmed and stressed out. Um, and so, and also my friend who had gone to the DMV with me out of the goodness of his heart, because that's like one of those things where going to the DMV, taking you to the airport or helping you move. Those are like the three things, right? That like no friend wants to be asked to do. This is the friend that helped me move and took me to the DMV. So I, uh, I was like, you know, I, the very least I can do is make sure that I make it to trivia, even if I'm not feeling great tonight and maybe that'll be good for me. So I did, I made it out to trivia and, you know, generally on trivia, you're not on your phone, but then once it ended and he went to the restroom, I just hopped on my phone really quickly to see how things were going. And then on Twitter, people are like, I saw so, and if you're out there, if, if, if I upset you, or if it seemed like I was, this was directed at you, this is not at you. This is just at the situation as a whole. But somebody was like, with peace and love, Alicia, we really need you to address the Jan Den stuff. And that's when I was just like, but I'm going to be real, real with you guys for a minute. When my friend came back um, from the restroom, I was just so upset. I could not concentrate on anything that he was saying. Um, and it was already getting late and I needed to come home and feed the boys. But um, it's interesting. And I, I really hope that I'm not, I don't mean to, I, I probably should not talk about neurodivergent. That's sad. I, I want to be able to talk about these things and know that I'm like a flawed person who does, who I don't know if I know these things from firsthand experience. 
but I don't want, I don't want us to, sh to shut down these conversations because we're afraid of saying something imperfectly. I think that's one thing that's really upsetting me is like, oh, maybe I should just not talk about mental health or neurology at all on my channel anymore. Because it's one thing to say something imperfectly and like if somebody tell you like, hey, you, you probably need to address how you said this. I'm totally okay with that. But to have people just like really looking for any opportunity to, to point out where you did something wrong to make you out to be a bad person over it, that's terrifying. Um, but the whole irony is that the, the controversy around me was that how Alicia's ableist towards autistic people and I was hanging out with my autistic friend my, you know, my closest friend that is autistic. I have several friends that are. Um, and it's one of those things where it doesn't matter if I have friends that I love that have taught me whatever they know about this topic. It doesn't matter because it's just like having a black dad. It's like, I can be like, Hey, please don't send me the N word because not only is it already ugly enough, but also my family is black. And then you have like, you know, social justice warriors online who are like, well, you know, even if you do have black family, you can still be racist. Not saying you're racist, but you still can be not a good argument. It's like, I'm not making a fucking argument, dude. I'm saying it's an ugly word and it has personal meaning to me. Don't send it to me or don't try to make it look like I'm saying it or don't make it try to seem like that is a word in my vernacular. Stop. Now I'm starting to get heated. You guys want spicy leash or you want MBT MBTI leash or both? Sage says I look hot today. <laughs> um, I won't make you a sandwich, but I'll give you a no, I'm just kidding. There might be children in the audience. I don't know why I keep saying that. Like my demographic is like very much 18 plus. Um, this is an adult website. I don't know if you guys know who said that. Um, but yeah, the the funny thing, oh, Naley says Naley will always opt for spicy. So um but the irony of it all is that um, maybe I do want to talk about this. Maybe I do want to talk about this because one of the things that was going on is that I was sitting at that bar and I was about to cry in front of my friend while my friend was talking and I really just wanted to go home. And in my, in my emotional state, in my anxiety, in my frustration and all that, I'm like, my leg is shaking. My eyes are tearing up. I'm completely spaced out. I'm not plugged into this conversation with my friend and he's not picking up on any of that. Now, is that, does that have anything to, oh, my ring light is not facing me. Let's just make this like a little bit of a better time. Excuse me. Let me take a serious moment to be like, oh my God, beauty lights. Okay. So I'm still here. I never left you. And it probably still looks, it probably looks the same. In fact, I don't even need my computer in my lap for this. Um, you. Um, sorry, I'm looking at what some of you guys are saying because I fucking love you guys. Lola Bunny, I'm going to, it's because you have 85 on your, in your username, I'm going to consider that a true water gang. Also, I need the water. So in as much as, I understand autism, which I think is a very elusive thing. I think it's something that is, as far as I know, just so different um, with anybody that I've known that has it. But one thing that I have learned about the a common thread among the people that I do know who are, who are autistic, um, I have learned that being straightforward, that at least 
um, at least with my friend Tim and my ex-boyfriend, let's call him. I was, I was trying to go through the list of like, of names. <laughs> And I'm like, let's name somebody that I haven't dated or that nobody else have talked about has dated. I'm like, John Jacob, no, wait, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Schmidt, let's call him Schmidt. <laughs> my my ex-boyfriend Schmidt and my friend Tim. And you guys know that I'm um, friendly with Rachel. I don't talk to her, Rachel Oates. I don't talk to her that super often. I've told you guys about a really terrible person that I was friends with. I have learned that being straightforward is key and is typically um, appreciated among my, my autistic friends. And so I knew in that moment where I was really like really frazzled and really upset and, and wanting to go home that I'm not, I should not rely on social cues. And that's not me saying like autistic people can't pick up on social cues. I don't think we ever should. I think that being straightforward, being direct is something that a lot of us have a hard time with and a lot of us need to get better at. And so it was a challenge for me. It was like, I need to just buck up and tell my friend I need to go home. And, and then once I got home, I texted him all the reasons that I was upset. Um, so that he knew and he didn't, he didn't know. He was like, I didn't pick up on any of that. And the, so the irony of all of that is, and let me be clear, like what I said in those, those threads about Jimmy Snow, I should not have brought autism into the conversation. Um, I could, I think I could have alluded to using neurodivergence as a shield the way I could with Gabby. And I think maybe I took too many liberties because we have that conversation about Gabby and it seems that to seems to be more acceptable or I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. Um, or maybe I just handle it better when talking about Gabby, but, um, the, the irony is that I, I did apologize for how I spoke of it. I was very kind of a little flippant about it, um, just not considering like certain implications that might be taken from what I said. And um, I, I, I shouldn't have talked about personal experiences. I'm doing that now. What am I doing? Shut up, Alicia. Shut up. You're going to get so many dislikes. Ugh. <sighs> but... Yeah. So the, the irony is that, um, <laughs> Hey Taylor, how he feels more than valid. We see and hear you. I'm sorry for all the stress. You're so good. We all know. So does Bob hugs. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Did Jazzy say something sweet to Neely? Um, Oh, I guess everybody's just making out in the comments. So, uh, if you guys want to talk about this more, I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'll talk about anything and anyone you guys know. Um, but the person who kind of started this conversation about, I don't want to sound like Jimmy and Gabby and be like a person who spun this narrative, just a person who really like kind of started this conversation that I'm aware of, uh, made a video about it. And um, from what I understand, I didn't watch the video. And for anybody who thinks that it's hypocritical of me because I make videos about Gabby, I've never said that Gabby should watch my videos. She probably shouldn't. If I were her, I wouldn't uh, at, at this point because I've just got so much disdain. I still want the criticism though. Um, and that's something that Gabby doesn't invite is that I do want to know where I fucked up. I, I want you guys to tell me that. The difference is there are going to be people out there who love you and want to tell you, hey, this is how you kind of messed up or you could have done better. And 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 I care about you enough and I've got the, the stones to um, to explain this to you. 
then there are people who don't have an opinion about you one way or another or not too strongly. And they're just like, hey, this is just me, a person talking to another person I don't have feelings about, about what I think you did wrong, which is a lot of what I think a lot of what a commentary on YouTube is or should be. And that's honestly how my uh, commentary about Gabby started. And then there are people who don't like you. And there's, there's nothing that you can do or say that will truly please them. And they may be making very valid criticisms, but if it's all like wrapped up in this, like, this, like, I'm saying wrapped like this blanket of disdain, then it's quite possible that you're going to do more harm than good by going to that source to get your criticism. So what I did was I heard that there was this criticism out there and I went to those people who cared enough to explain to me what that criticism was or the valid parts of it. And these people, um, I don't see why I can't say your names. Melissa and Shelby, my two patrons really explained the the situation to me and where where I said things that like this, hey, could have sounded like this, this could have sounded like that, that shouldn't have been said, this shouldn't have been included, putting these two top topics together really kind of like painted, you know? And um, I so appreciated that because then it helped me to understand the actual criticism that was in that blanket of disdain. And I'm glad that I did that because I, even after addressing the situation, clarifying what I meant, apologizing for what I should not have said, um, and I should make it clear, somebody made clear to me, I should make it clear to any of you guys out there who are watching this in the playback or live, if you are autistic or have somebody in your life that you love or that is autistic or just have any connection to the autistic community, um, and a special up. Uh, apology to you guys for how flippant I was with what I said. I absolutely did not mean anything negative about people with autism or anything like that. Um, I just used poor examples. I was just dumb with my examples. What, what am I getting at? Um, yeah, if you guys care to know about the the Twitter drama, I'll tell you about it. But, but the, basically what I learned is that the person who made this video about me, um, generally has, I, I, I kind of looked back and I realized, oh, this person's been talking about me for some time and has actually been kind of like nitpicking a lot of aspects of my life, like my own addiction, my own experiences with race and my family and things like that. Um, how I handled my hate mob that I shouldn't have talked to my patrons through my hate mob, things like that. Audrey says, I feel like we need to be careful with umbrella terms such as neurodiversity and our use of them because we run the risk of diminishing or completely ignoring the differences in the experience of it. I agree. Um, it's difficult though, because there's part of me that's like, maybe I should speak more generally about neurodivergence and mental health because the moment that I spoke specifically about autism is, um, is when I got myself in hot water. Maybe I just need to do, maybe I need to finesse how I, I talk about these things. Because, but on the other hand, like like you're saying, Audrey, I feel like this other person was, because I made my apology, but that person wanted me to apologize to the the dis disabled community, to the disability community. I think she's the disabled community. And I'm very confused. And I think a lot of people are, I don't think anybody agrees or I don't think on any topic, everyone agrees. And with this one, it was like, 
I, I use the word disorder because the most recent thing I heard was autistic autism spectrum disorder. And so I was like, oh, ASD, it's a disorder. I use the word disorder. And then somebody was like, hey, by the way, like we don't consider it a, a disorder. It's just a, it's a difference from, you know, from neurotypical people, but um, it's not a disorder. So then I get confused. I'm like, why am I apologizing to the Dis disabled community for something that I said about autism. It's, uh, I get it. I get what, like people, people in a sense deserve a, an apology, whether they're parts of these communities or not. Like, um, I just, the, the person who was demanding it, I think was, if I may be frank, I think was demanding, wanted, wanted it to be more for her. Uh, in my opinion is what it seemed like. So, um, so, um, yeah, if anybody else wants to, uh, talk about some, some stuff that happened, has happened in the past, you can absolutely DM me. Um, so, so yeah, so that, that's all to say that, and I wanted to open the platform up to talk about those things. If anybody wants to talk about them. Um, hi, Logan, nothing smarter funny to say. Just want to take a breath to take a breath and smile. Thank you. Um, if anybody feels like they have been silenced or shut down or whatever, send me a DM. We can talk it out dead serious. Shoot me an email if you want to, if you want a better chance that I'll see it. But, um, yeah, I was like, well, I, I want to, I want to get on a BAP. I do. I want to spend that time with my subscribers, but at the same time, am I feeling it? And then we started talking in Patreon about Myers-Briggs personality type. And I got so excited and I was like, Ooh, this is a topic I get really excited about. So maybe we can talk about that. Just something is like a palate cleanser. Cause we've been talking about a lot of drama. Sure. This one's not, this uh, stream's not going to get a ton of views. It's going to be a smaller crowd and that's all right. Um, and then I checked the mail and this dress came in that I, it's puckering right here between the buttons because it's a little small for my rib cage. Um, but this is a dress that I, I told you guys about a store called it's spelled Hawaii, but instead of the second I it's a Y and there was essentially this dress, but it was short. Like you can see, it's like, Oh no, my camera. It's like midi length. Um, and it was like, there was a version of this that was short that I bought. And I was like, because the shape, I loved the like, the asymmetrical sleeves and all that. And they were like, sorry, this dress is out, is out of stock. You're going to have to pick something else or we can refund you. And I was like, dude, I made a place, a whole order on your website around this dress. And they were like, don't know what to tell you. You got to replace it with something else. And I was like, no, I don't want to replace it with anything else. Why don't we be in stock? And they were like, well, we've got this similar dress. And it was just the same dress, but midi length. And I was like, that's even better. So I've been waiting for this dress to come in. And when it came in, I was like, okay, I have, I definitely have to do a BAP. Um, Phoenix says, so are you apologizing? What are you apologizing for? And who are you speaking of meant lovingly? But of course, sounds as if you're taking some things personally. I absolutely took some things personally. Um, and that's just, uh, um, that's just how complicated these things are. I've made an apology. So I don't, uh, I guess maybe I'm kind of talking more 
through it. And this is not me making my apology. Um, I reiterated that I am sorry. I, I said, and if you weren't on Twitter, then you, you'd have to be on Twitter to know, but I deleted the, the threads because it was recommended to me by more than one people, more than one people, more than one person. Um, but essentially what I said was that I, I talked about Jimmy Snow and Shane Dawson initially. And I was just saying that like, they, I need them to like essentially don't come back to the internet with with like cop outs without addressing like the things that you've done, and with obviously with Shane Dawson it's just like you're just go <laughs> like really just don't come back. Um, but when it comes to Jimmy Snow, I um, was thinking about making a video about him, and the BAP was going to talk about him. Um, and one of my frustrations with him was something he said in this most recent video. Um, Alexis, hi, Leisha, been able to tune in to your past few podcasts now. I look forward to them. Also, the chat is super wonderful too. Thank you. Thank you, Alexis. It's a small, small, smaller crowd here um, today. Vix, thank you. Do I sound like I'm going like... Well, I do want to address... Um... Thank you, Kane. Um... I do want to address what somebody's saying when they're saying like, are you apologizing? Who are you, what are you apologizing for? Um, I made my apology and it was, there was absolutely nothing that was said out of malice, unless you're talking about my disdain for Jimmy Snow and Gabby Hanna. Um, but yeah, something I didn't like about what Jimmy Snow said in his most recent video, a couple of things. Um, you know, I didn't like that. Um, he was, he started off by saying, you know, there are some things that I was wrong about. I was like, okay, good, good. This is good. Um, and then he said, you know, he did the whole like drama channels are doing this. I'm like, drama channels aren't talking about you, dude. Um, and then he said something like, I can take criticism, but only from people who are qualified to give it. And I thought, oh, oh buddy, that's, that's a cop out. If I've ever heard one that is saying that you can accept criticism, but you can't. That's that gave me the same energy as Gabby Hanna saying, I accept my criticism from smart people, smart artistic people or whatever, and saying, you know, Rachel Oates is not qualified to give me criticism. And that's not fair. Just about anyone is is qualified to give criticism. Um, you know, it, it's it's your decision to, de to determine how much of that criticism you want to absorb and, and into it and own. Um, and, and, you know, atone for or whatever. So, um, trying to get my thoughts together. How do, how I say all this? Shelby says, finally catching a stream and such a fun topic. <laughs> we should get to the fun topic. It's already been 39 minutes. I'm an INFP type and would be super interested to see if there's a majority type in the stream. I th I'm going to guess that the majority in the stream is, um, INFJ. That's my, my big, big guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was one thing that Jimmy said that I didn't like was that he accepts criticism, but only from people qualified to give it. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean like just your therapist or like people who have the exact same life experiences as you or people that you deem smarter than you? Like what, what is, you know, what qualifies somebody as qualified? I didn't like that at all. Um, and then the other thing he said was, you know, and, and this is very much similar to something we've heard Gabby say again, like he was like, well, and you know, I've, I, I've been, we know that Jimmy Snow has been an asshole. 
most of us agree um, by saying things like, like how, like everybody's saying, like my, it happened to a lot of my friends. They were like, Hey Jimmy, like, please reconsider how you're talking to Rachel right now. She's not in a good place. Blah, blah. And he'd be like, fuck off blocked. And he blocked, he mass blocked a bunch of people. I would understand being like, look, I made, I blocked people because I needed to, to protect myself. But the fact that he said, fuck off to everybody on their way out to people who were really well-meaning qualifies as asshole behavior. Um, and it was the fact that he started to own up to that. Um, Lucy says, I'm ENTPA feeling all alone here. Send home. <laughs> um, um, and he also said, another thing he said was he started to own up to that. He was like, I've been an asshole. Well, and then he kind of doubled back and he was like, well, that's just something that autistics have learned to have to say in order to be accepted in a neurotypical world. And the point that I wanted to get across was, and maybe it's not my place to say even, but I don't think it's fair to chalk up your bad behavior or anybody thinking that you're an asshole to it's to anything having to do with your autism. I'm not saying that that's not an experience or a struggle that autistic people have to go through. I have watched not just my own friends, but students um, when I was a student teacher, like, especially when you watch it happen with kids, you see like, um, you kind of see like a magnified version of, of what adults experience because kids don't know how to be nuanced and subtle in their language, right? So they see this kid who like, uh, the example that I was thinking about was that there was, um, and maybe I should not use examples for my life. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, what I'm doing wrong when I'm doing it sometimes. I don't, I don't know, but it's just me trying to understand. Um, there was this kid that was a student and um, one of the teachers thought it was really cute that he went to the teacher and said, Miss so-and-so, Miss so-and-so, they're sticking their fingers in my armpits. And she was very confused. Like, what? why are people sticking their fingers in his armpits? And then she realized that these kids were trying to play with him and they were trying to tickle him. And for him, like, that was like not a game that that this, this kid in particular um, was just not a game that he played. And so that probably felt very intrusive to him. Like people touching you in a very vulnerable spot. I don't like when people tickle me ever at 35 with a, I think, neurotypical brain. I don't know. Um, and so I don't know how the hell that tied back into everything I was saying. I just, I didn't think... Um, I, 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 that was all to say that I'm sure that like for, for, I'm sure that for autistic people, there are certain things where it's like, I'm not being rude to you. I'm not being mean. I have no malice. There's nothing, there's nothing rude about what I'm saying, but, but like people are, are taking it to be rude and mean, and it's not in, in any way meant that way. And so I didn't mean to diminish that experience. Um, but I do think that telling people fuck off, you're blocked is rude. It's hurtful. It's destructive. It's whatever. And I don't think that it's fair to chalk that up to being like, nope, I'm, I'm neurodivergent because there's how much of my audience is neurodivergent telling, sending me emails saying that it hurts to hear Gabby Hanna chalking up all of her bad behavior to ADHD. That's so hurtful. That's so hurtful to not even that community, but just like everyone. It's really offensive to everyone. And so I wanted to make the same point. I wanted to make the same point uh, um, at Jimmy Snow that like, no, like bad behavior can just be bad behavior because you are, your character is just not 
perfect. Obviously you're human and you are resistant to criticism. You're resistant. And that's not, you don't even need criticism to know that you don't tell people to fuck off. That's a learned behavior, sir. And Kendra says, water gang, AFK, but listening. Um, so So, um, yeah, so my point that I wanted to get across was don't like he said that he's been accused of using it as a shield. And I think he absolutely did. And I don't that's not me saying autistic people use their autism as a shield. I don't think so. I think this man did that. And I really should have just focused on that man or not spoken any at all. But instead, I was like, no. And I, I, I the point that I wanted to make, too, was that like, and I said this in the, I think in the apology that I made was that like almost all of us have something, whether it be neurological or mental health related or just life experiences that we're going through that we're, we're having to live life and have to cope with this thing or work with this thing or swim upstream, like I said, with this thing. And and some people take that on responsibly. And some people don't, and they hide behind certain shields. And I used an example of a couple of people that I know that I think have done those things. And I used an exa a terrible example of a really awful person that I've experienced who, instead of working through these things and learning and asking for the accommodations he needs, instead continues really abhorrent behavior and um, puts on a shield and says, cries discrimination to anybody who, who tries to stop him from engaging in uh, the really destructive, awful, awful, illegal, horrible, disgusting behavior he engages in. Um, the Where I fucked up is thinking that it was smart to use autistic people that I know as the examples when I should just speak generally, I think, about these principles, maybe speak about my own experiences. I'm, I'm not entirely sure how I would go back and restructure that. The only thing I know is right now, just get rid of it. And, and like, actually, if I'm truly going to learn how to be better at these things, I think that I probably should give myself more than a day to figure that out. So to you who asked if I was making my apology or who it was for, I don't know if I properly addressed your question? I'm, I'm not sure. I would love if you'd let me know. Um, Brandy wrote, says, working late, so I'll catch the replay. Just had to pop in and say hi. As always, you look beautiful. And I have an air, um, and have an air of composure in class. I'm INFJ. No surprise that I feel like you'd be my best friend if I knew you. IRL, LOL. That's so funny. I, thank you, Brandy Rose. Um, I, I am, well, first of all, I want to know if there's any, anything else that anybody has questions about. Somebody asked, like, what's your apology, blah, blah, blah. Um, I am sorry for spe just speaking about autistic, autism um, specifically. I'm sorry for using examples of people within my life and making it sound like there are good autistic people and bad autistic people. And here are the examples. And, and like, or, and like, this is not uh, being an asshole is not something is not a, a stigma around autistic people. These were things that I think were implied. And the irony is that <laughs> the irony with this one specific person who made this video about me was that she was, I believe, instructing people to read between the lines and to be like, well, if you look into what she said here and read between the lines, it sounds like she's saying this. When um, I had several of my viewers 
who are autistic and my supporters in the, my, the comments being like, nope, don't read between the lines. That's exactly what people do to autistic people that we're telling you guys not to do. Um, and so I'm, I'm not trying to say that like, I'm all good. I, I it's fine. I'm, I'm fine with doing it. Like, I understand like to, even if it's just to people who are not autistic that I offended, it, it's I, my apology still stands. Um, it's just a complicated thing because for sure I didn't mean any of the bad things that I may have put across on accident. No Name says, I have ADHD since I was a kid. I have never once used ADHD as a shield. And I'm not asking for a medal. I assumed I would, that I assumed that was what everyone did. Um, yeah, and I think, and there are different uh, opinions out there about to what extent do we bring these things into the conversation. And one person, in fact, one person, I think, who is autistic, um, said like, you know, it's on the minority. I'm, we're in the minority and it's on the minority to adapt to what the majority is. Uh, it's never on the majority to try to accommodate the minority. And I very respectfully disagreed. I was like, well, I, I do think that it's our responsibility to at least try to give reasonable accommodations. And maybe a good example for me personally, and I don't know if it's proper to share this with everybody, but for me, a good example would be like being out at a bar with my friend and me with in my anxiety brain being like, maybe he can pick up on the fact that I got to go, that I'm upset, that my leg is shaking and my eyes are tearing up and I'm not talking, that I got to go. Maybe part of me helping and, and, and meeting my friend halfway is by saying like, no, I need to know that if I just say what I need to say, he's going to appreciate that. And, it, and he does. <sighs> BNAP, I, I know that you're, that stands for your initials or something, so I forget, you know, bro, Brie, your name is Brie. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that we didn't get to, to have the MBTI discussion while you were here. I'm sorry. Yes, Rachel, you know about anxiety brain. Yeah, um, a lot of us get it here. Um, I'm not sure if... Um, I'm not sure if I answered that person's question. I know that I asked for it and I might not get um, the answer as to whether or not I answered it properly. So, oh, okay. So, um, yeah. So I wanted to, to, to have at least something fun to talk about. And it's already been a fucking hour. You guys, I'm sorry. Ugh. You guys are talking about your types. Anxiety brain sucks. It really does. Um, but I did, I had a theory that I believe, so going back to the Myers-Briggs thing, I got excited because we were talking about it in Discord. And my theory was that, um, is that the, uh, the majority of my audience, I think, is INFJ. And there are a couple of reasons I believe that. Um, Aaron, Elizabeth says, am I the only one who liked Jimmy's most recent apology? I thought he seemed sincere and remorseful. Gabby Hanna, on the other hand, ugh, love you, Leash. Um, I thought it was better than his first. I still think he missed the mark, unfortunately. And it's for me, I understand him a little bit more actually having gone through what I did yesterday um, and hearing him say, like, I'm sorry for some things, but other things just feel unfair. At the time, I was just like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. And now I'm like, Okay, I can see how how both of those things can be true. I probably, and it's tough because it's like, can you, 
there's making an apology and then there's like making an explanation. And like, is that appropriate to do both of those at the same time? I don't know. It's definitely what I did. And it's definitely what he did. Um, I, I, I think there are just a couple of very specific things. Like I won't accept criticism unless you're qualified to give it. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> or like, I'm not an asshole. That's just the stigma around, around my autism. Like, no, I think that that behavior is bad and you should not um, attribute that to all of the people within that community. Um, dee, 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 dee. Oh, somebody else. Okay, there you go. Audrey says, example of reasonable accommodations. Obtaining ADHD medication should be more ADHD friendly because, Christ, it would be confusing for someone without ADHD. Um, I see people are sharing their texts. Say, Jack, you're INTJ. It's funny because I was saying I have a very... Um, strong I've or in the past I've had a strong attraction attraction to INTJs also those and we keep going back to this conversation on this I shouldn't talk about but also a lot of the INTJs I was close to um were autistic so I always wondered if um if perhaps there's a certain person if there are certain personality types that are common in certain communities um anxiety really um October, I can see being INTJ. That makes sense. Does does everybody know my type? Have I made? I know I've mentioned it, but I don't know if I've made it super clear. And I kind of wish that I hadn't said anything about it before, so that I could be like, "Hey, you guys, guess my type." Um, and there's a, also a reason that I keep saying, like, I think there. Are a lot, look at this hair. There are a lot of INFJs in here. Um. Drew B says I'm autistic and INTJ. Am I onto something there? Um, that's, that's also, I learned about Myers-Briggs when I was, um, when I was in that relationship for, with an autistic person for seven years. And so, and I, I looked to Myers-Briggs to kind of help us understand each other a lot more. And it really helped a lot. Um, Kane, you got me. Should have said patrons don't speak up. <laughs> um, I have autistic traits as an INTJ being evaluated in September. Oh, are you looking forward to that, Bobby? If so, congratulations on that coming up. Um, Ingrid is autistic and INFP. Interesting, yeah. Um, Leaf is ADHD and INFP. Um, yeah, I'm wondering how much of, how much of these, for sure, like, whatever um, like neurodivergence or mental health, anything that, that th these things that make up our brain for sure come out in, in these kind of our, our traits, right? Rachel says, sending my love to little Nug, my wrenches and my fellow anxiety brains. <laughs> INTJ slash INFJ. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm noticing there are a few INTJs out there. I'm hearing a lot of INFJ. Lola Bunny, every time I take the Myers-Briggs, it's different, along with the slew of mental health uh, or of health issues, anxiety. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, chat. I want to read what Lola Bunny said. Health issues, anxiety, depression, CPTSD, DID, I'm all over. With uh, reference to Jimmy Snow's apology, he definitely missed the mark. It reminded me of my ex-husband bothersome. Oof. Yeah, that all sounds like, tough. Um, and if somebody's personality type changes a lot, that makes me feel like 
you're probably being very, being very true to yourself to that day. And there's no reason for me to think that. It's just something that um, that I think. Leslie's headed out. Oh, I'm sorry, Leslie. I'll catch the rest and play back later. I always get either INFP or INFJ. But I think overall the questions, um, I overthink all the questions and give weak answers. Yeah, I decided to give more of the like, I'm so decisive that I want to be like 100% this or 100% that. But I learned like in a lot of these were like, if I don't know the answer, it's probably the one in the middle that is neither. And that's okay. You'll still get a result. Um, so yeah, I'm hearing. The, okay. So what I'm seeing, I think the most of is INFJ, then INFP, and then INTJ. It sounds like there's a lot of in the audience. INTP and INFJ are the rarest. Is that true? Um, let's pop in and say, I'm glad you're doing better today. I'm reading your message, Mallory. I saw your tweets yesterday, how you did. Oh, thank you. Micmac is ENFP. I have, you don't see that a lot around here, do you? Lydia says, I'm here for a lighter topic, BAP. Bring on the personality test and talking about fashion. I'm an ISTJT. We have, we've had a lot of heavy topics recently. It feels like a refreshing sip of water. I think I, I think my mom is ISTJ, which I was very surprised to find out. ISTJ, mm, maybe not quite that because I definitely have a friend, a female friend who is ISTJ. And I'm like, wow, we are exact opt. No, 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 sorry. She was ISTP. So we're opposites. My mom is ISTJ. Um, yeah, the reason I ask about, okay, so it's so funny because like Alexa says, INFJ, it's the most rare. I meet a lot of INFJs. So um, in terms of like my best friends, I've, I've told you that my best friend here, Tim, he's an, I, he's an INTJ. I'm not mistaken. We also talked about this over a decade ago. Um, and then my, um, ooh, donations are coming through. Let me say this before. Um, Christina's an INFJ. My best friend at MIT, her name is Lauren. We were just like completely like magnetic to each other. And we just spent all of our time together. She's an INFJ. Um, and so I looked, when I was looking into this, I was, you know, you look up compatibility, whether it be with your uh, significant other or a friend or whatever, and just see like, how compatible are we? Really good best friends, they tend to click. Um, and the reason being that um, typically I, INFJs and ENFJs have similar like ways of thinking, very similar values, et cetera. But the E in the ENFJ can help bring the I out of her shell a little bit. And then the I kind of helps the E have more of like a, a concentrated, like deeper connection with somebody. I thought that was really cool. Um, which is why I think that a lot of you guys are probably INFJ <laughs> because I am an ENFJ. So that would make sense as to why there are so many of you in the audience. Um, Kane says, do you think there's something in that in that you're an, an E with an audience of eyes. And what do you think the NFJ means for the channel content? Ooh, I love that question. Let me, let me read every, everybody else's, or I think it was just Audrey too. Um, Audrey says, Oh, no, no, no. I lost you for a sec. Um, that's why there's a little scientific validity. There is little scientific validity applicability of the Myers-Briggs. It is not used in research because of the typological model. Yeah. For what it's worth, we're just having fun with this. <laughs> it's, it's nothing to, it's, it's not God's word. It's not anything to hang your hat on. We're just having fun with this. Um, 
I do. I will. I am. I am an ENFJ, Chris, Chrissy. I do think that it's fun to look at different um, kind of factors in personality. And I will say that, like, even though I know some people kind of like shit on Myers Briggs, it has helped me. It has definitely helped me in ways. Um, you know, because then you can start these conversations, like what it means to be an extrovert versus an introvert. And I think that historically introverts have gotten a lot of shit, right? Because oftentimes they, they don't care to like, because in our, let me put it this way, in our society, being incredibly outgoing is highly valued. And, um, I think a lot of introverts have felt like that is almost like a, like a downfall of theirs or a weakness of theirs. When the good thing about conversations around Myers-Briggs is that it does teach us that like, this is not good or bad. Being in the middle is not good or bad. It is just matter of fact. It is just how you respond to outer stimulus coming from other people. For some people, it energizes us. Like when I'm around my mom and I'm around friends, typically I, I have I think I have become a little bit more I over time. But typically when I'm around you, like you guys, you see how I'll go on, like I'll talk for two hours and then I have to, to stop these things because I feel like I have to because I feel like, okay, this is going on too long. But I tend to get energized by the conversation. It's It makes me, it, it gives me energy. I feel good and I like to keep it going. Whereas with introverts, and it's good for extroverts to know this and vice versa too. It's good to know that if somebody feels the need to retreat after prolonged periods of interaction, like my sister is in, is in a very extreme I, INFP. Um, that you have to be understanding that it's because that interaction is actually kind of, it's draining on my sister. So I think Myers-Briggs is really great in that it can help us understand different um, aspects of, of each other's thinking. So the other thing too, so when it comes to my favorite element or the factor or whatever that I have, in my opinion, just for me, that I appreciate the most is um, into it, my intuition versus sensing. Um, and I do tend to to connect really well with other people who are high intuition because those of us who are high on the end tend to be less connected with our physical world, right? And a little bit more in abstract thought, kind of like living in our heads. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. Um, but again, it's just two different types. Um, I think the test that a lot of you guys probably took referred to that as intuition versus observant. Um, the, the Myers-Briggs calls it sensing, same thing, using your, your literal five senses. Um, and intuition, I think also when you take the test and you, you learn more about it, you start to understand what we as a society take to be intuition and think about like what that actually is. So kind of in analyzing the shit out of this stuff, I, um, I have learned that in my opinion, this is just an opinion. First of all, I'm no expert. Second, there are people who believe differently than this and it's a belief system and it's totally valid. Um, I, for what it's worth, I have, I very much enjoy going to see psychics, mediums, healers, etc. But I do think that, um, that in our society, we talk about intuition as if it is almost like a sixth sense or it's like clairvoyance or something like that. And, um, and I've joked about this with, um, with Shane Dawson and how he's like, I'm, I'm a, I was gonna say I'm a sociopath. That's not what he says. He, um, I'm an empath. I'm an empath. And I was like, no, I think that's intuition plus codependency. Um, but 
I, I think intuition, I think all that intuition is, is that people who spend a lot of time thinking about the, I think a lot of intuitives spend a lot of time thinking about the past and the future. And so those are the people that can make projections about what what's coming up because it, when you spend that much time analyzing history, you you pick up on the patterns. History repeats itself, so you can make projections. You can notice trends and patterns and stuff like that. So I really like that aspect of it. And then, but we also need plenty of people who are more plugged into the here and now. We need somebody who's going to pick up the phone. We're going to need somebody who recognizes that that shoe's going to fall off the shelf and it's about to blow up the whole house if it does, or you know, whatever. Um, yeah, lick and sugar scrub for the little tiny crowd. Um, Bobby, you're very even, it sounds like. Um, yes, Hallie, noticing patterns. I love that that aspect of it. And so when you do, when you are like, you know, you you do spend a lot of time analyzing past, future patterns, this, that, oh, I noticed this here. I also saw that that place. Oh, this person reminds me of that person. I, I have a lot of that. Um, and that obviously like, to people, when when you're just looking at it from the outside, it can very much look like, oh, that person can like, that person is psychic. And it's like, well, they probably just spend a lot of time in their heads just kind of like picking up on little subtleties and things like that. So I, I think that's really cool. Um, I have taken the Enneagram. I am either a two wing three or a three wing two. I, we were talking about this on um, Patreon earlier and it's not my favorite. I For, for some reason, I really, really love Myers-Briggs. And I think that's just, Monica is always, always looking. Um, I, I think that just people have different like preferences for different personality tests. So here's where this was super helpful for me in terms of, you know, being so at the time I had no health insurance. I, there was no way that I was going to get any sort of counseling in this relationship that I was in with an INTJ. And I, I, I wanted to note before I, cause, but I was, hadn't told you guys my type yet. But um, to those of you who are INTJ, like my wife, Sage Jack, um, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama are ENFJ and INTJ. And I think that's interesting because it's not that often that we see women who are INTJ and men who are, well, men who are ENFJ, Jake is. Um, but uh, they're, they're a power couple if I've ever seen one. Uh, Shelby says, to go and watch the replay later, but I always enjoy these conversations in your audience leash. Oh, thank you. Any tool that provides aid is a useful tool. That's a good point. Thank you for that. Yeah, as long as you, nobody takes it as like, like I said, like like God's word. Like, you know, it's it's all just, just something we can use. Um, but, and I, I won't forget your question, Kane, about what I think this says about my audience. But um, one thing that, I, that was super helpful in learning about the Myers-Briggs in my relationship, but also like in friendships too, was really understanding that T versus F, that it's really like the easiest way to, for me to think about that is like, do you think with your head or do you think with your heart? Or like, you know, think with your head or trust your gut kind of thing. Um, I'm a little bit more, well, it depends on the day, <laughs> a little bit more on the feelings. I like, you know, if I feel like something is right, then I should trust that over whatever like logical analysis I can come up with, but I'm super logical at the same time. I don't know. I don't know. But when it comes, I think really like that stuff really shines when you're like in your limbic system, or I guess everybody's a little more F in their limbic system, but um, whether you're more 
I think times of stress are really important in, in like really seeing these traits come through. So what I've learned at the time with my T boyfriend and me being the F girlfriend was that we were not, we were not giving each other what we needed in times of stress. We were giving each other what we, what we ourselves wanted. And that's where I think the golden rule is a little bit flawed. Um, you know, treat people how you want to be treated is a nice sentiment, but not people, people don't all want, all want to be treated the way that you want to be treated. And so one example, and like I said, not a, not a professional. This is just stuff that I've read and I've noticed and observed and all that. But one thing that I've noticed is that me as a feeler and all of my feeler friends, when we are in times of stress, when we come to our friends or whoever, when we go to our loved ones and say like, I've got this thing going on and here's what's happening and I'm venting it out. How do you respond to that? I've, I've learned, and this might, this surely isn't true for everyone, but generally I've learned that with my feeler friends and with myself, there's a tendency to just want to be heard, want to be validated. I want, when I'm stressing out, I want somebody to, to essentially say like, I would feel that way too. Or like, yeah, that, that sounds like it sucks. Like just something that, that makes, that validates that feeling that I have. If I tell you like, I'm overwhelmed and I'm broke and blah, blah, blah. Like, I just, I just want to cry. I would rather somebody just be like, it sounds like you're going through a lot right now. Anybody would be stressed out and cry. I don't want you to tell me how I should balance my checkbook so that I don't have that problem. I don't want you to solve my problems for me because to me, it feels condescending when I'm having feelings and somebody tries to solve my problems. It kind of feels to me like you're telling me I don't know how to fix these things myself when really I'm just having a feeling and that's a very normal human thing to experience a feeling. And I just want to be told that this feeling is okay to have the problem I'll fix. On the other hand, what I've noticed with my tea friends and with the tea boyfriend at the time was that it was the opposite for him. It was that when it, if he was going through something stressful, if I were like, Oh babe, like oh, that sucks. Da, da, da. Or, you try to like love on him or whatever. He felt like I was coddling him. Like, don't treat me like a baby. I, I would rather somebody kind of help me through this issue um, and figure it out. And, and instead of trying to like treat me like I'm some sort of like child that, like I said, he needs to be coddled. I felt condescended. He felt coddled in those times of stress. So when we learned when, when I taught him like, Hey, when I'm stressed out, I just need you to tell me like, it's going to be okay. You love me. You're here for me. That that sucks or something along those lines. And I know that when you're going through some shit, you need a partner who's going to help you solve that problem. So, um, don't know how much that works across the board. Um, but that was a really big one for me. That's why I don't like to like completely write off Myers-Briggs and be like, this is bullshit because I do think there's a lot of, there is value there. Um, yay. Secret keeper says preach. <laughs> um, and then the last one, um, regarding judging and perceiving what I hate is that the word judging, there's already a stigma around it. Right. The, the funny thing is that if you test, <laughs> the funny thing I noticed is if you test as a judger, people will judge you for being a judger. <laughs> and I think that people mistake, I've had so many conversations around this. So I'm just like, I could do this five episodes in a row, but obviously it's not a very uh, popular topic. Um, but I think that 
where the Myers-Briggs refers to judging, we take, we as a society take that to mean condemning. And I don't think that we necessarily, I think we need to think about how we think about those words, just because um, we take, you know, I feel judged when somebody is thinking negatively or making um, prejudices about us or, or stigmas or anything like that, anything that is actually condemnation. Because if I, you know, when I look at you and I say, Naley, you're so funny. Like, that's a nice thing to say to somebody. It's a definitely a judgment, you know? Um, it's not always to say that you're a judger doesn't mean that you are um, condemning people. You're, it's just not. It really just means that you are decisive. You are uh, typically judgers like adjectives and characterizations. And um, we do like labels sometimes, lists, things like that. I think the people who like planners are typically the intuitive judgers. And so, uh, whereas, and, and also judges tend to value uh, justice over mercy. So then that brings you back to, okay, what's the counterpart? Perceivers. Perceivers tend to value mercy. They tend to see the world in grays. So even though it's funny because just because we aren't that type doesn't mean we can't utilize that skill. And I, I think that oftentimes I act the opposite of what my type is. So, um, you know, I am an, I'm an extrovert, but I get very anxious about social situations and I will avoid them. I will, it depends on how comfortable I am, dude. Like if I'm around my family, I'm going to be the center of the room, the center of attention. And I'm going to be the loudest person. But if I am around new people, I'm not like, are you always like, sorry, I just rolled my eyes and there are going to be people in this room who are like, I do that. But I, I meet people who are like, yep, I love to go to the airport early and just like strike up conversations with strangers. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't do that. So just because somebody's an extrovert, don't think that that means that there's a certain like prescription that fits all of us, just like there's not one that meets every introvert. Um, so I actually, the, especially in work, at work, it's my like social anxiety and shyness that makes people think I'm an introvert. Um, and then what was I saying? Somehow this was going back to justice and mercy. Oh, so I oftentimes talk about nuance and seeing the world in grace when in fact, my default state is really to look at things in black and white to an extent. The way that I see it is, okay, I naturally see the world in black and white. How can I break this up into smaller bits, smaller squares of black and white? Can I take those squares of black and white and turn them into to pixels? Because at the end of the day, if we're looking at a digital <laughs> depiction of the color gray, it's all black and white pixels, right? Um, Alistair says, not everyone deserves mercy. <laughs> Alistair is a tough one. Um, you might be a judger. You might be. Um, so INFPs, I do get the impression, want everyone to get along. Um, I'm a Scorpio. Yes. Um, oh, I hate going to the airport early. I just hate it. Some of there was quite, there were questions about like, do you do things on time and stuff like that? I'm one of those people who does things right on the dot. Like I, I want to be at the airport no earlier and no later than I need to be there. And I, I'll do that. I'll make sure that I like show up at the gate at the 30 minutes. Like my mom, my mom likes to plan for the 30 minutes boarding time as if like that's when the plane is actually taking off. <laughs> 
So, and I hate that so much. I hate it. I hate being at the airport too. Rachel, I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, it's just so boring and I'm just carrying around so much stuff and it hurts. So, um, so let me take a sip of water. Hashtag water gang. I get to water gang y'all. Angie, we just ran through all the different factors of the Myers-Briggs. And then of course, what the test that a lot of you guys took was the 16 personalities. Um, looked like they had a fifth factor, which I didn't take a lot of time. I didn't have a lot of time today to look at that. I was an A. If somebody can tell me what the, it's an A and a T, right? What were the two different factors? I can pull it up on, on Discord, but dude, like I would have to go find earlier where I talked about that. Um, oh, my mistake. Somebody brought to my attention that um, ADD is not a diagnosis anymore. It's um, known as ADHD inattentive type, um, but also the being unable to read is a hyperactive component. Thank you very much. Thank you for that correction. Uh, I was going to keep you anonymous, but Leaf wants to be known when they tell me something. Thank you, Leaf, for correcting me. Um, wait, wait, wait. Neely's talking about justice? Or are you, are you making a joke because I said for sure Neely's a judger? I think Neely is an INFJ. I think that Amberin is probably too. I think I've, I said it, I say it so much and I have no idea if these ladies are offended by it. I say that they're the same person. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Do you ever see them together? Did you just drop like peanuts on the floor? What the hell's going on? Leaf, I was thanking you for the correction about um, ADD versus ADHD. Look at this little window right here telling everybody that this dress doesn't fit me. Neely, what did you, did you take the test? Come on, don't leave me hanging. So, um, just Taylor says, INFJs are the best. I said what I said. Yeah, I think that, um, I, not all of you, there are people in here who don't, who don't like me, <laughs> but, um, in general, like the people who follow me and, and actually like engage in this community probably like me to an extent. And I really like you guys too. So that makes sense. I'm going to get them doxxed. Why? By talking about like the things that I think they're doing up there. So these people, they, they spill peanuts on the floor, I think. And also they, according to one of my patrons play pool on the floor. <laughs> so, uh, everybody go find them. No. Uh, ADD got yeeted from the DSM. That's funny. Um, you commented on my post, you asshole. Yes. <laughs> it's a very judgy thing of you to say. No, I'm kidding. I'm INFJ and I was split nearly down the middle in every category. Um, yeah, I forget things, Neely. Did you miss the part where I said that I'm just like busy and overwhelmed all the time? I will say shit and not remember that I said it like later in the day. You you are, are just like Amberin because Amberin will be like, so-and-so said this. And I'm like, who's so-and-so? She's like, you know who that person is. I'm like, no, I don't. Yes, you do. They said this one thing this one time. And I'm like, I don't remember that. Uh, my memory is actually better than this. But, for some, but since starting YouTube, my world has just been so overwhelming and I'm so busy all the time that it's like, I don't have the mental capacity to remember things the way I used to. I'm just, so I'm flooded with too much information. Um, what do you mean? Nobody cares about you, Neely. Everybody adores you. Um, 
not your neighbors, Neely and Amber, and because you're saying that they're the same person. <laughs> I get, oh, oh, getting Neely. Okay, that's funny. That's actually funny. Getting Neely doxxed because Amber's been doxxed. Um, no, I think. Oh, me and Amber are the same. Yes, the way you guys talk to me is the same. I'm telling you, if anybody knows that you two are the same, it's me. And plus, like, she's my best friend. So, like, you guys, like, take it as a compliment. The fact that I that I guess that you are INFJ means that I feel, like, super connected to you. Naily. Okay. Mm -mm. Okay. Remember last time when Naily was like, hmm, watch this. I'm going to make her cry. And donated $5 Canadian just to make me cry. I'm going to tell everybody here and let you know that Naily, I adore so, so deeply, I adore Naley. Naley catches a lot of flack, I think, sometimes for being brash and brusque, and she knows all this on a more sensitive internet. But Naley goes so hard for the people that she loves. And there are times where I feel really despondent and I feel um, hopeless, even. Like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do this. And then Naley comes through and just makes me feel entirely validated. And like, exactly what a feeler like me needs. Like, I am feeling this way. And she comes in to say, no, like, the, what you're feeling is so beyond valid, because I would feel that times however many. Um, Amber says the same stuff, too. Like, I, couldn't handle what you do because whatever you're feeling, I would feel, but it would be too overwhelming for me to even handle it. And Naley does that for me. Naley makes me feel so much better in the worst of times. And everybody needs a friend like that or two <laughs> or a few. Um, Naley scares me, but in a great way. I think that's a perfect characterization of her. And they're both Canadian. That's so funny, right? Aren't you guys supposed to be friendly? <laughs> Um, no, but you're super, super, yeah, you will, I will hype you the fuck up. I am a leader. I am the leader here because ENFJ, okay, here's the fun one. Did anybody look up the uh, charts that show you like the fun? There's like, uh, we were talking in Patreon earlier on the discord earlier about how your different types have you sometimes Myers-Briggs is used in like school to find out like what kind of career tracks would be good for your personality type. Um, obviously it's used in the workplace too, just to talk about compatibility and people's roles and social circles and, and teams and stuff like that. Um, um, YouTube channel is just a nearly stand account. That's funny. Um, I, Kane, you just reminded me that I need to actually correctly answer your question or fully and properly. Um, mediator. Is that the same one as, as me? Because I'm the oldest too. No, I'm not a mediator. I'm the protagonist. Um, wait, I'm getting overwhelmed because I was saying something and I totally forgot what it was I was saying. Do I let it go? Do I let it go? Nah, whatever. It's gone. So um, I've already talked about why I think there are so many of a certain type in my audience. But I also wonder too, if in general, the YouTube audience, I wonder if there's just more INFJs in general. Because my guess is that there are probably 
there's probably a higher concentration of ENFJs that are in this industry. We have to be, so I, you guys have probably done research on your own types. What I learned about my type is that we're seen as the charming ones. And obviously like, because we're extroverts, we oftentimes are, are a little bit easier in being um, in front of a camera or in front of people, et cetera, you know, for sure, there are a lot of introverts who are YouTubers and they say, like, I do this because I'm not great with people in real life. Um, but I, I, I think that ENFJ is probably a common, I'd have to look into it. I don't even know if those stats are out there, but I feel like it's probably a common personality type in this job. And so I would imagine that the people who are attracted to those people might be INFJ, maybe. Um, that's, that was the, Kane, it took me a really long time to give you that answer, but that was, um, more or less what I think about what I think is common around here, why I think it's, that's for sure what it, well, not for sure, but I'm pretty sure that's why, uh, there are so many INFJs in my audience anyway. Um, INFJs flock to MBTI things. I feel like it's because we feel so misunderstood. And after discovering this, you feel so seen and valid. That's just my opinion. Um, I felt that way too. I I know some people should, in fact, my INFJ friend was just like, stop thinking everything is in Myers-Briggs. It's not magic. It doesn't solve everything. And I, I know, but it's, it is easy, especially when you first learn about it to kind of like go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm an ENFJ girl. Um, oh, I was at, yeah, I was asking, Thank you, you guys reminded me. Um, if you guys saw the charts, there are different charts that tell you like different professions that are good for your type. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I I think that one of the kind of contrasts is that the ENFJ makes a good teacher, whereas the INFJ makes a good therapist. I liked that because it's almost good, similar functions like helping people and all that. Whereas the where the um, the teacher would be the one who is not only surrounded by more people, but is the one that's doing the talking. And, and that's the other, another characteristic of extroversion versus introversion is the need to express oneself um, outwardly. And so a teacher would be somebody who does that. I went to school to be a teacher. Um, and then, but I would, ugh, I would love to be a therapist, but at the same time, I don't know that my, that my personality type is ideal for that. Um, Emily is an INFJ and a therapist. Sounds like it might make sense for you. I'm not gonna, going to give um, Myers-Briggs, you know, all of my um, belief and validity, but I'm, see a bunch of you guys are INFJ. Um, you said you'd be a great life coach. As I could probably use one. Wait, Logan, what's your type? I want to be a life coach, as cheesy as that might sound. Um, um, stay space. That's really interesting because I, as much as I've been obsessed with this stuff for like 12 years now, I have never understood, and maybe I just haven't taken the time to really like read and understand um, the cognitive functions, those like secondary functions, I don't get it. I've never understood it. And it's like the one thing when it comes to like psychology and science that I'm just like. Um, 
Tam Tamson says that my personality brought them in because they're INFJ. I love that. That's cute. Um, Logan, yeah, you're not too far off. You're ENFP, ENFP, <laughs> ENFP, which I tested once as the ENFP. My dad is an ENFP. I think that's so cute. Congratulations, Shannon, on working on your psychology degree. That sounds like fun. Um, Kane refuses to be a teacher, even though everything's telling him to be. Um, INFJ and a nurse. That makes sense, too. Um, oh, my gosh. Cohen Wonderland is an INFP and an artist. What a stereotype. <laughs> no, it makes sense. My, my sister is that. Um, I've said that the INFPs in my life are like the cute, the cute people. The ones that just like are pretty gentle and just want people to get along. Um, ENFP is my dad. I, I don't know that I get him. I don't know that I get him, but it's really, he's really just more of a, it's funny because he's, he's very quiet. My dad's a very strange person. I don't know that he's, he's a good, I don't know that he's a good um, case study for, to, or to make any sort of generalizations off of. Um INTJ and a lawyer, Coda. Oh, I'd be afraid to go against you. Um, <laughs> Leaf is obsessed with crocheting right now, at least. I so did not mean that to be like, well, it's their, it's their hobby right now. But I meant they're obsessed with crocheting. Or I don't know if maybe that's a, I, I think you might have said that was a, like a more recent hobby you picked up. Hello, Papa is a cool dude. Hello, Papa. Actually, never mind. I'm not going to say because then that could could possibly dox us as a family. Hi, Bob. Are you saying do or don't dox dad? Um, working in environmental science. Smarty pants. Um, ENFJ and aspiring therapist. But seriously, I feel like I'm more an INFJ. I wonder sometimes if I am too because there are times where I'm like, hmm. Is it that societal value of being outgoing that may, has made me want to test as an extrovert? Um, but at the same time, like, I think that the test is, it's, it's not, I think this with a lot of like quizzes you find in Cosmopolitan magazine, it's really easy to be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, answer these questions to get the answer that I want. But it's also like whatever personality type you want if it almost like it manifests itself, does that make sense? Because like, I know the questions that are on, that are on the Myers-Briggs test. And it's almost like, it's almost this like self-perpetuating cycle. It's like, I know my type. I've come to appreciate my type and I know the traits of that type. And so I lean into those traits and then it just, and then when I take the test again, I, get the same result because I've leaned into those traits. So the answers are very much the same or even stronger. Does that make sense? What are you agreeing to, Taylor? Uh, strength, Sam asks if I've run into Strength Finders by Don Clifton. I have no idea what that is. What is P versus J again? Uh, perceiving versus judging. So the, way, the easiest way for me to put it is perceiving values mercy, judging values justice or perceiving tends to see things. It's easier to do J and then P J tends to see the a judger tends to see things more in black and white, meaning that they can make decisions a little bit faster and easier, just more naturally. Um, but also the perceiver sees things in gray. So they're able to maybe consider all more aspects or more uh, just, just 
consider more implications and stuff like that, um, and tend to value mercy over justice. And that's not to say that if you're a perceiver, you never value justice, or that if you're Jedder, you never value mercy. You guys hear me, like I said already, like I preach nuance and gray thinking all day, every day. And it's funny because I very much value, <laughs> I very much value all the traits that are like opposite of what my natural state is. I don't know what that says. Somebody therapize me. Um, or maybe not all of them. I do, I do feel that way about, I, I don't so much like value introversion, but I do think the people I make friends with are mostly introverts. And sometimes I feel like I am one. Um, but I so value logic and thinking and analysis and all that. And not so much like, I do think feelings are really important, but I think more about logic. And I, I preach gray thinking and nuance and, I don't know if I preach mercy so much. I do to an extent, but I also preach justice too. Neely, you are eloquent until you're trying to make me cry. I have to read it because you sent me $20. <laughs> you're eloquent, intelligent, and always fair. You deserve much more credit than you're given. You're an incredibly special, rare, beautiful woman in the loving community you've cultivated as a direct result of you. Thank you. Yep, they're gonna make me cry. If I'm being real with you guys, I'm so um, I'm so nervous that I'm not handling this stuff well um, in the public eye, and it's just such a new um, it's a new worry to have to have. Like I'm, <laughs> it's not fair of me to put anybody on the spot, but like somebody asked me a question, and I and it's might be why like I should focus really on like patrons and emails and, and super chats because I read something in the chat where somebody was like kind of put me on the spot and then I like stood up to perform and then I don't know if I performed well and then or like I, I get in front of the camera and I start talking and then I'm like no stop you're saying all the things that got you in trouble like just stop so it's just uh it's tough it's tough sometimes um I love you too I did not I absolutely did not mean to to sour the the taste in the room. Um, I just have it's been a it's been a time it's been a time this past couple of days. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna make you guys cry. I'm not trying to make you cry. Um, Ali as says you're doing fine, girl. <laughs> you're perfect leash. Thank you guys, all of you guys. No, Naley, it's not you. I promise. You're so sweet. I that. It made me feel better. Um, it's just, uh, I feel like I'm in a pressure cooker right now. And it's not, this is not like a long-term thing. This hasn't been going on for a long time. It's not going to go on for, I don't, I hope not. I don't think so. But, you know, I guess now that we've talked about my picks for a bit, I can just kind of go back to, to what, what's been going on. I think that the more you grow, and this is for, this is going to go for, I know that like I've talked, when I said in my Skillshare integration, like a lot of you guys have started your own new channels and you're good at it. And I, I mean that I, I watch you guys' channels when I, when I, when I can, when I find out about them. Um, Alistair says, Alicia, are you okay? I don't like seeing you upset. Alistair, I was, I was tearing up happy tears because uh, my friend said something very nice, but thank you for checking on me. Um, 
Caroline, I like that. I like to recharge. I like to be alone a lot. I'm a homebody, in fact. Um, Naylee, I don't ever want you to stop that game. The problem is you are uncomfortable with tears. <laughs> and that's the whole game is that I'm a crier and you're not. And so you know that you can make me cry, but then the thing is that it makes you uncomfortable. So you pay to make me feel good, but then it makes you uncomfortable. So like, that's a double contribution to me. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, triple contribution because you're paying me, you're making me feel good and you're absorbing the discomfort. Um, ah, looks like, um, looks like Audrey Watergang does in Spanish. You're terrified of starting a channel. Let me speak to um, anybody who is starting a YouTube channel, started one, thinking about it. Kendra says, sending loves and hugs to leash. We are all human and learning as we go. Your sincerity is evident. Thank you. Um, all your favorite people are crybabies because we're all ENFJs. <laughs> and that's the thing is that like, like the, the ability to like cry um, is, is partially, I think, an extrovert trait. Um, Sejak is not as dead as you. Not quite as dead. Sejak is like um, a, a tamer, more sarcastic version <laughs> of you. Um, you guys are some of my favorite people. Um, I'm a Scorpio and a feeler. <laughs> um, and I'm Hispanic. So, you know, that like we got feelings and we show them. Um, I say that, but at the same time, like, I know that the women in my family at times have had to, like, really kind of just, like, keep it together and keep it all reined in. So uh, it's interesting to, like, analyze personality. What I was saying about um, starting a YouTube channel is that obviously the more you grow, the more you become, especially as a commentary channel. And a lot of you guys are, you know, you start commentary channels or at least the ones that I watch because obviously I'm interested in that kind of content. Um, you know, you start off, you talk about other people and, um, and it's a great way to grow, especially if you've got really good critical thinking skills and you say things that will um, help other people say, see things in a different light. You guys have helped me do that. Um, and it's really great for discussion. I don't think commentary even drama or whatever would you want to call this realm, it's not a bad thing. It's it's really not. Like I've talked about this before. As cave people, we especially um, you know, when you're talking about like, you know, in a very binary world where men were out hunting, you know, mammoths and <laughs> bringing back meat, the you know, the women had to stay back and take care of the tribe and oftentimes talked um amongst themselves about the people in the tribe to know who was doing what to know what to be wary of, what behaviors to look out for and who to know who is a danger. Alistair says, I have a channel. I'm just lazy putting up videos. Well, dear, that sounds like you just need to push a button. No, it, it's, it, it takes a lot. Kane uh, <laughs> says I'm a fat mood. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, so it's not a, it's absolutely not a bad thing. And again, going back to like judging and condemnation and stigma, we also, we place a stigma on this thing that is so natural of us to do. And personally, I don't know about you, but I know that for me, that a lot of that stigma comes from the religion I grew up in, that 
taught me that like I had to be modest when that is not something I'm, I'm never going to be modest. I'm not a modest person because I, I believe in owning my strengths so that you don't have to convince me uh, of what I am. Like, I don't want to put the onus on you to really hammer at home that I'm beautiful or I'm smart or I'm whatever thing it is that, you know, that I know that I am at that day. Watch, watch the people who don't like me being like, hell only she thinks she's beautiful and smart. I am. Thank you. Um, <laughs> talking shit and gossiping is great. Not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely something different to be like, Hey, did you, did you know that Trisha Paytas has herpes? Like, obviously like that, that's the kind of gossip that's, that's lies. And it's, um, I, if it were true, then you could kind of like carry it back to like caveman days and be like, you have to tell people who has herpes. So we know how to be careful though. We know who to, you know, like be wary of, but, um, but the way in which we do it in this community, I think is, is very, can be very beneficial. It can be harmful and it definitely can be very difficult for people. Like, you know, I've received criticism and it's, it's like I've said, it's always a punch to the gut. It never doesn't hurt to be criticized. The It's a matter of whether or not you can roll with those punches, because if you can, then you can learn and you can become a better person. And not only that, but the more you do it, the more you're okay with it happening. And it's really okay. Like right now, I'm on, like I said, I'm under a pressure, I'm under a pressure cooker. I'm in a pressure cooker. Now I'm very, very cognizant of how I'm saying my um, euphemisms and colloquialisms and idioms and all the other ends, making sure that I'm saying them correctly. Um, but this is temporary and this will happen. The more exposure you get, the more you go from talking about other people to now you're being talked about. And I noticed that started happening to me at around 15 or 20 K, um, maybe even around 10 K is when I started to notice that like, Oh, people are starting to make videos about me. Um, <laughs> and like it's gossiping to you on all the people you meet. <laughs> That's funny. That's a funny way to look at, at that job. But also might be an, a legitimate perk for some people who are in that profession. Um, yeah, it's it's a I think it it definitely provides a lot of value to society to be able to sit down and have a conversation about these things. Um, that's where I why I always draw the the um the distinction between like a drama channel and a commentary channel. And for sure, drama channels oftentimes give a little bit of commentary. Some are focused on reporting and some are focused on analyzing and discussing their opinions on a topic. And I'm definitely more of the latter. You know that I will bring in the coldest tea, but we'll analyze the shit out of it. Um, and, but recognize that just the more exposure you get, well, first of all, one thing that a lot of us have a hard time with is, is accepting that like, we cannot make everyone like us. Yeah, we all know that cognitively, we all know that. But being a YouTuber really forces you to accept that. And to learn what it means. I don't like everyone. And the more I realized, now I'm just kind of going on one of my like philosophical spiels. I hope you like, if you're leaving, I'm <laughs> bye. I'll see you next week. Um, but I don't like everyone. I don't like nearly everyone. I love everybody to a certain extent. And so thanks, Jake. 
Um, so there's a certain like compassion that I want to extend, which also plays into the commentary that I do. Like, I don't want to just, um, you know, lay into somebody that I'm never going to be able to forgive. That's why I don't care to like make videos about like Onision. And like, sometimes people ask me like, make a video on these persons who have, these people who have no redeeming qualities. Um, I really had hope for Gabby Hanna. And it's getting to the point where she's got almost no redeeming qualities and I've got almost nothing left to say about her. People are like, yeah, right. Um, I, we will run out of things to say about her. Um, but yeah, I do, I do dislike people. And so, and to think like, what kind of person is liked by everyone? Ryan Reynolds, Denzel Washington, now I'm playing the nobody doesn't like game in my head. There are people who are pretty universally liked and it's because they, and, and it's typically because they keep things light, right? But if I'm going to be critical, for sure, I'm going to ruffle some feathers. And that's what something that I've had to realize is, Alicia, you're putting opinions out there and it's critical. The, the opinions are critical. It's not just like, ooh, this song's a bop and that person did that thing and it was really cool and look at this out. But like, it's no, it's critical. And it's going to ruffle feathers, just like when somebody's critical of me, it ruffles my feathers and it ruffles the feathers of the people who like me. So accept that because you're ruffling feathers, people are not always going to like you or what you have to say. And people take that to different, to, to varying degrees. There are some people who cannot handle a bit of criticism without hating your fucking guts. And that all goes back to like, how much can you roll with the punches? Like I said, it's never easy. If if criticism is just like a fun time for you and you just like take it in, it's like, mm -hmm, yep, more, give me more, give me more. I think something might not be right. <laughs> and I, I hate to ever imply that like something's not right with anybody, with, you know what I mean? It's got to, it's it has to feel like a punch. It's got to hurt a little bit because it's, if it's going to be an opportunity to grow, then it has to challenge us, right? So you've, it's got to stop you in your tracks. It's got to make you rethink the way you were thinking things. And that's something that I'm probably coming too fresh off of this issue from yesterday to be talking about it today, which is it's hitting me now, probably why I feel so stressed out talking about it to you guys. It's too soon, probably. But, um, but also recognize, I'm talking now specifically again to the people who are thinking about growing a channel, whether you've started the channel or not, um, there will be these, they will come and go. And it's funny because we've heard other YouTubers who are not necessarily commentary YouTubers who've talked about this. It's a cyclical thing. You're going to be in the public's favor at times, and then you're going to not be. And then as long as you keep pushing through it, it's going to just keep, keeps going like that. And along that same vein, you will get crit you'll get criticized and you'll get praised. You'll get criticized, you'll get praised. And the question is, in those moments of criticism, can you take what's valid out of that? And can you show people that you're actually thinking about it and that you're actually going to learn from it? It's not something to be afraid of. Um, it's a good thing, actually. I've learned from this from this situation that, like, I would much rather... Let me tell you... Okay, let me, let me break it down to you this way. I have heard... I have seen... <laughs> how do I say this? I've seen, like, little tweets here and there or a little bit of conversation here and there, like, you know, when people tell you, like, so-and-so said this about you, and so-and-so saying that about you. I find out that a, a lot of times from people who have, like, left my community, 
ex-friends, etc. You hear about the things that you've done to upset those people. And it's so hurtful to hear those things and to be like, they never told me. I never knew that that was an issue. Like I can accept that, that that is a valid thing that they were feeling, but I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. And how much of an idiot do I feel like when I find out after I've lost a friend, after I've upset somebody, after I've had a falling out, after somebody's left my discord to find out retroactively what I did wrong. And now I can't do anything to fix. I mean, of course I can grow from that situation, but I can't fix it with that person anymore. And that sucks. So you have to place value in the people who are willing to give it to you straight. Everybody, like I've talked about like a sensitivity spectrum. Everybody needs people to hand, like hand things to them more gently to, to varying degrees. But I would rather know in time to do something about it. And so that's why I don't want anybody to be afraid of being criticized because people are going to say the shit behind your back. Either they say it to your front or they say it to your back. So you make your choice, you know, um, or they'll say it to your front and then you just keep fighting everyone. And yes, I'm talking about Gabby Hanna um, and people like her. Um, but if somebody's willing to say it to, to, the, to your front, and you and if you put your if you put your your um, your fists down and you actually listen and you take it in you take in what's valid, then and you take it you take that punch and you go okay I'm, I'll take it, absorb it, um, then it gives you the opportunity to learn and grow and you become a better person. People respect you more, and you are a better person. Like that's a good thing. These are all good things. Um, but if, but that fear and that anxiety causes so many people, and I'm not saying I'm an example of this. I get fucking defensive, obviously. Like I'm a bit of a hardhead. I'm a, and I'm a stronger personality. I think, I don't know. I think I'm a stronger person. I don't know. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm lukewarm. Maybe I'm boring as shit. I don't know. Um, but the, the alternative is to, we're all going to be anxious in the face of criticism. How do you handle it? Do you prefer to turn a blind eye to it and allow people to talk shit about you behind your back and to never be willing to do to do anything about it? At the very least, I can say that I tell my audience and my friends, you guys can talk to me. Please talk to me. There have been there was some there have been people who've said th things in this chat. Those chats are deleted, so you won't be able to find them. Or I've said, please send me a DM. If there's still unresolved stuff that's causing you to come to my stream and you're still upset with me over something, then send me a DM. I'll talk to you about it. I don't want people just to continue talking shit about me behind my back. The other thing is you can continue. You can fight. You can fight every single accusation, not learn anything. And that's not fun either. You might feel like you're right for a moment, but, and then the other thing too, is that all, everything that I'm saying, eventually you have to like cut yourself from, off from all of that too. You can't absorb every single opinion and take every single opinion as God's word and like, then that's too much. And they're conflicting. Everybody thinks something different. So take in what's, what makes sense to you, what challenges you a little bit, but, but like you can understand it kind of that, that to me kind of tells me like, Hey, this might be something to pay attention to. Um, I don't know. I haven't even like, um, looked to see what you guys are saying to see if anybody's even connected to what I'm saying right now. Um, Meeks had to go. Um, 
Camille says you're such an approachable person who's so open to growing and learning. It's so obvious that people who do that, who do that to do it to start shit. Yeah, that um, it's funny because you can still learn from those people. That's something I've learned is that these people can still bring up valid points. The problem is like, is your valid, like I said, is your valid point like shrouded in this blanket of disdain? Um, if that's, if that's the case, then what I'll do is I'll go to somebody else who is caring and who can extrapolate the valid criticism out of what you had to say. And I'm going to give the credit to them. And that's exactly what I've done in this situation. Thank you to Melissa and thank you to Shelby. And thank you to my followers on Twitter or anywhere else that have like encouraged me to make this, to, to grow in these areas who have thanked me for making the, um, making an apology or have like explained like, Hey, maybe you might want to consider saying this too, or things like that. Thank you to those people, not to the person who wants to offer the criticism, but is really never going to like me is never going to forgive me. Who in my opinion is really seeking validation and apology and thanks for themselves, not for the person, not for the community they're speaking for. Sorry if I got a little bit fiery for you. Um, <laughs> Kane says, hello, Leash. I've been talking about how hot, famous, and popular. And of course, this is, of course, I am. I'm, I'm like, mm, how hot, famous, and popular I am? And you said, how hot, famous, and popular I am. That's good. You should think about those people. I know that it rubs people wrong sometimes to be like, to be immodest. Um but I find it endearing when other people are able to do it. If you can do it with a little bit of like sarcasm and playfulness and um, it's very, it's, it's fun. SB Freak is like an hour behind. Yeah, we're just about done. I'm going to run to Target. I got a list and guess what? I got a car and a driver's license so I can go there. Thank you, Ingrid saying I'm not wrong. Um, yeah. So I, I, ugh, this has been all over the place. I, I really, I, I appreciate you guys letting me just kind of like be whatever I had to be today. <laughs> Don't enable my behavior. I have self-esteem. I will be unstoppable. If I have self, we need more of that. Listen, people feel guilty for having a healthy amount of self-esteem don't because you're less of a burden on your friends on other people if you are aware of your strengths and you're not afraid to acknowledge your strengths i wasn't kidding when i said that by being modest and like if this is your if you value modesty then don't listen to what i'm saying um but i think that as an example my friend is pretty my friend uh we shouldn't talk about that because it's such a societal thing my friend is talented. My friend created an, an amazing piece of art. And I say, Christina, that thing you created, it, this thing is beautiful. It's amazing. It's awesome. And if Christina says, no, it's not, then I, then the work is on me to convince my friend of this nice thing that I already tried to offer her. That's not nice. I already offered up this, these nice words, just like, like Naley offers up these nice words. If I were to be like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. Then that makes you work harder to try to convince people of the nice thing that you didn't even have to offer them in the first place. Oops. I hit my, my sorry. Um, so 
Yeah, it, it really, it takes the onus off of other people to convince you of the things that you are. Um, sometimes I'm a little too good at it. Sometimes I forget to say thank Sometimes I'll say I know before I say thank you. <laughs> um, but self-deprecation has its place too. I, uh, it's, it, it definitely makes, self-deprecation uh, is um, inviting to people. It does make people approachable. Um, but, but yeah, being aware of, of who you are and what your strengths are at the very least knowing just yourself, then you, you can kind of stand in that. Eh, one, two, three says said it earlier, but proud of you for getting your license. I'm going driving with my dad tomorrow to practice. Yay. Congrats. And hopefully get mine soon. I'm real excited. Congratulations. It's once it, once the nerves melt away, it's, I, I think driving is a lot of fun. Um, Kane, I do agree that I'm decently pretty. Sometimes I think I'm very pretty. I get the joke though. I did. Um, Emily has a weird sense of self-esteem. I don't care about the opinions of others as far as my pers personality, but I'm self-conscious at the same time. Yeah. I, I think a lot of us can kind of relate to that. Um, you're also, you're also so much better at your career nine out of 10. I feel I would be such a better professional if I had self-esteem. Oh, you're saying a person is better at their career with self-esteem? No idea if I'm conventionally attracted because I don't think so. Oh, don't. I remember I I lived there where I was like, I just wish I could be like, I remember in high school being like, I wish I could just like look average, <laughs> like just dateable. Um, in a lovely dream says a true apology means you may not receive one in return or even be liked by the person you made amends to. A genuine apology is selfless. Absolutely. Thank you for making that point. Um, and that's something that I don't think people get. It's not, yeah, it's not a real apology if you require forgiveness or you require reciprocation. Then you can fuck off with that apology because you didn't mean it. You did it for something in return. Really good point. Really good point. Yeah. And for and on that note, if there's anybody that I upset and I made an apology to, if you don't forgive me, then that's fine. I don't love it, obviously, but that's everybody's that's everybody's prerogative to decide whether or not they are going to accept somebody and the things they've done and said, whether they learn from it or not. So Eden, sorry. I didn't see that in if if you put that in the super chat earlier and I missed it, I'm sorry. Is is E E H your um your initials? <laughs> it does look like it says eh. You you do forgive me, Nately. You're the first to forgive me. That's your sarcasm coming through. All right. On that note. Yeah. If you if you are apologizing, that means you feel bad. Yeah. That means you and it means that you're truly reflective of of the things that you did and recognizing that you genuinely did or could have hurt people. And if you genuinely accept that you did or could have hurt somebody, then obviously, then that means that the, that that person does not need, does not owe it to you to accept or reciprocate. No, I've been the hurtful one. I am asking you to please accept me back, but that is a request. That is not a demand. Mm. Only because you're hot and I'm shallow. I'll accept that, Neely. I accept that. All right. Um, yeah. Leaf is headed out and I am too. Cause like I said, got driver's license and I got things to get at Target, but it's getting late. 
apology sounds chaotic. <laughs> oh, Sam, you get me. It's just, there are no apologies anywhere. It's just so chaotic with this silence of no apologies. All right, I'm going to head out. Um, I love you guys. Drink your water. Tell somebody you love them. Give somebody a hug if you can, especially if you're vaccinated, or at least just check on someone. Don't pack. Go to sleep, Leaf. You're never asleep. I'm sorry, Secret Keeper. I really need to get going, though. I love you guys, and hopefully we'll have some... I don't know if I'm going to put out a video this week. I might need to take some time, but um, we'll be back with the drama next week. So we'll have a much bigger group. Uh, if you do want to carry on the conversation, my Patreon is only $5 a month. So I love you guys and I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you.